welcome to Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. This is sports you've never heard of. I'm and, Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. <laughs> I started doing the whole like, uh, 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 ow thing. I got very uh, confused you gotta by say it. it in a different way. Someday I'm just going to read this in Spanish and like you're going to be really confused. Okay. I look forward to it. Like one of those like Mexican soccer announcers, those guys. I see. They would make soccer entertaining, and it's still not that entertaining. Okay. You're going to have to work on your vocabulary then. My vocabulary? Because I call it soccer instead of football? No. I mean, so that you can one day introduce the episode in Spanish. I'm okay at Spanish. I haven't done it in a while. I got 601 Spanish folks. That's all you need. That's all you Let's need. Let's just pick one at random. Desvestiose to undress oneself. <laughs> That's well, the one then. I landed on. <laughs> well, then I guess it's a, it's a good thing this is a, a podcast and not a video. Oh, but what's hard about Spanish is there's all those different versions because there's present indicative, imperfect indicative, you know, future tense. All that stuff, way more than anything. But anyway, enough of Spanish. Speaking of Mexico, Mexico is famous for its desert and beaches. Before that, sand. Trenton, what's your opinions on sand? My opinions on sand? Well, you see, Jacob, I don't like sand. It's all coarse and rough, and it's irritating. And it gets everywhere. What are your thoughts, Jacob? I feel like you ruined that quote, but I can't say what was off about it. <laughs> um, I'm okay with sand. There's different types of sand. People just, you know, there's different types. Like the sand of desert is different than the sand you'd find at beach. You can judge how good a beach is by how good sand is, you know? I was in a beach in Hawaii that was black sand. That's cool. You know, black sand. Yeah, I see. So it was like black because there's all that volcanic rock and it got diced, not diced. What would be the word? Grated? Sliced and diced. <laughs> I'm giving Sliced. cooking terms to just like, I don't know, deteriorated into sand and then like you walk through black sand. Pureed, pureed. That could be one. Pureed and blended. But yeah, like, yeah, I feel like we too often just think of the one type of sand when there's so many types. You know? Yeah. Have you ever gone on like a sand dune? Like a giant sand dune? No, I haven't. Generally, I try to avoid sand, honestly. No, but a sand dune, you can like slide down. Like almost like it's snow, you could sled down. But sand. Interesting. No, I haven't. There's like a national monument or something. Yeah, giant sand dunes, national park and preserve in Colorado. I went there, slide downs. But what's crazy was when we went there in the mountains, there was a wildfire and we could just see it. Like oh. the fire approaching. We were like, no, nah, we're going to slide down this sand. <laughs> we're I not mean, afraid of the fire. If there's a wildfire, that's how it's like. Sandy places seem like a pretty safe place to be. Because, like, isn't, isn't the thought that you just bury yourself in the sand and then, like, the fire won't get to you? I'm, I'm pretty sure in my well, history fear project for the Chicago fire, that is how people were able to survive. Oh, you did a history project on the Chicago file? I feel wow. like I feel like everybody from Chicago did a history fair project on the Chicago fire. Okay, fair enough. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do we do? Oh, that's probably a replacement. In California, we do a mission project where there's all those Spanish missions up the coast of California. Okay. Gotcha. So we had to pick a mission and do a history report on that. I did the one in San Diego. Yes. Cool. So that I'm guessing that's like a replacement thing if we're going to go by what you learn about regionally. So like you have this knowledge about you can get away from sand by ducking in. And I have this knowledge about I can I can get away from how sand. The Spanish missionaries. I can get away. I mean, from like sand you can get away from file by sand. hiding in the sand. <laughs> you can get away from file by ducking in the sand. You have all that knowledge on that. I have all this knowledge on how Spanish missionaries enslaved Indians and then they killed them. Anyway, Yikes. two more fun topic. <laughs> uh, 
Well, speaking of that, because we were on sand, you mentioned that Star Wars quote. Star Wars is going to come up a little bit later in our show. Really? Hint, hint, wink, wink. I wonder why. But you notice how in, like, the sand people on Tatooine, they're supposed to sort of represent, like, native people that they just invaded? Yeah. And I realized, so I realized that, and then I realized basically everything Kyoto in Star Wars is not that unique, and it's just, like, a straight replacement, like George Lucas just did, copy copied someone's homework and then replaced it slight changed it slightly so the teacher wouldn't notice i mean I but suppose, i'm a tough teacher i suppose you could say the entire plot of <laughs> the first star wars movie ever was basically copy and pasted yeah okay fair enough i mean i don't want to be mean to star wars i'm just saying that uh what are your favorite star wars movies my favorite Star Wars. If we gotta, if we have to rank all of them, top to bottom, because we both seen all of them. Right. Okay. Oh. Including the two spinoffs, we'll do the two spinoffs, including that. Okay. I'd probably put Revenge of the Sith at number one, honestly, if only because of the the effects and the action. I mean, like the opening shot of the Battle of of Coruscant is just like amazing. You know, we're gonna disagree. Okay. Well, okay. So my top one is Empire. Okay. I think Empire is my favorite. I've told you on my birthday, which happens to be May fourth when it's posted, <laughs> or I have, a, which is really funny for a Star Wars fan to be born on May fourth. Like I was destined to be a Star Wars fan when I was pretty much just forced into a family where I had to be. Yeah, but forced. it worked out. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I got that late. <laughs> but all I ever want to do on my birthday is I just want to watch Empire Strikes Back and eat in and out Bogor. And then there you go. Sounds like a so, wonderful day. I mean, it is. I, my family always wants to do something else. I'm just like, Empire Strikes Back. in and out Bogor. What more could I want? So Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Okay. Star Wars movie. Uh, let's see. Number two, I'm gonna have to go with Return of the Jedi. I think. Really? Yeah. You like them Ewoks? Well, just the the whole finale of the the saga. Of course, is not exactly the finale anymore because we've had many more movies. No, they kind of. I, I won't say they ruined it because you know, I think if George Lucas never did the prequels. You could say, but he did the prequels already. And I'm not saying the prequels ruined it, but I'm saying he extended, he gave the ability where they could extend Star Wars. Right. I'm so if was... he if he hadn't put a step in the sand, hot sand, remember? If he had <laughs> put a line in the sand and said there was never gonna be sequels past Return of the Jedi, then that would have been it, but he didn't. Yeah. So. I was a big fan of the expanded universe. Which once Disney took over and said, huh, none of this ever exists. Huh, it's all legends. And then they, Psych. Yeah, they they put their own stuff in there. Okay, I some of that of... stuff is weird, though. Have you ever read that thing about, like, the rabbit, the talking rabbit in the extended um, universe? Yeah, actually. There's, like, a talking, there's a talking green rabbit who's a friend of Han Solo. Uh, okay, maybe that's a different character then. But there was, like, a, pretty a, a kind of rabbit Jedi master that was... The, the mentor to Han Solo's son, though. That's uh that's where I'm confusing it, I think. But okay. yeah. How about yours? Number two. Number two, I put New Hope. Okay. Uh classic. I still I you know, I, I think Empire was better in every way. I think it just expanded on it, but you gotta give it to the original one. And even like you know, because I'm in I'm in the film school. Film school, it's a big debate. Some people really hate Star Wars. Some people really like it. You really can't be in the middle too much. Like, I haven't met too many people in the middle. It's usually one or the other. But, like, so the teachers who hate it would nonstop talk about how much they hate Star Wars. <laughs> but the teachers who like it, like, we talk about how just the, like, just my class last week, he talked about how it was really smart how they introduced each character you immediately knew what they were like. Like 
C-3PO came in there or like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> but R2-D2, R2-D2 was just going straight like, and R2-D2 knew what he was doing. And then how Darth Vader enters. So yeah, just perfect in that way. So I think Empire was better, but I have to give it to the OG number two. All right. I see. Okay. Number three, Trenton. Ooh, number three. Number three, this is going to be interesting. Uh, How about I go with Rogue One? We agree, finally. I put oh, Rogue One number three. There we go. There we go. Solid So choice. I think that was, yeah. So I think that was the best of the new ones. I think it was most, like, original and how it did stuff. And I thought it was cool. So mm-hmm. yeah. I really like that guy's mantra in it. I am one of the force. The force is with me. Ah, uh, yes. Donnie Yen. My dad just my dad just walks around repeating that. <laughs> That's become his, like, self-help mantra. Same, <laughs> actually. The force, the force is with me. Same. Yeah. It's good. It's, like, it's very, like, that and then the Mandalorian, that this is the way. I really like both of those. It's simple. It gets to the point. Both I want on inspirational posters, just to like help me get through life. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, next, I'm gonna go with Empire Strikes Back. Okay, finally. Yes. Too too late in yours. It's too finally late. appeared in my list. <laughs> too late. Uh, for I put Return of the Jedi. Okay. So I finally got the whole original uh, trilogy down. Uh. See, again, I'm sort of like, eh, about it, but it's still really good, and I like it. But you thought it was better, and I thought it was meh. Mm. Those Ewoks making it kind of annoying. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Next is going to be, ooh, let's go Attack of the Clones, number two. Attack of the Clones? Attack of okay. the Clones. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. That's my last one. That's last place for me. Okay, I see. <laughs> Which is fine to disagree, but I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just, well, I don't know. Okay, yeah. If we're going to jump to last, I, I put Attack of the Clones last or Phantom Menace. So, <laughs> Wait, you know what? I even didn't even think about Rise of Skywalker. We'll get there when we get there. We'll figure it out by then. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so you put Attack of the Clones for mm-hmm. number five. Yes. I put Last Jedi. It was the only one of the new trilogy I really liked. And it's really uneven, Last Jedi. Some parts are really bad. But just that part where Luke Skywalker walks out and it's the giant things. I almost screamed in the theater with the giant <laughs> walkers. And he just walked out by himself. And then he just did that. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost see. screamed. That was all <laughs> I ever wanted. <laughs> like, I gave, I let it go for everything else in that movie just because of that. So, okay, there we go. Cool. Uh, after that, I have The Force Awakens. Okay. For six? For six, yeah. Just because it was kind of new. I mean, it was it was the first more modern one, you know, the first in a long time. Yeah. And that was kind of like the, the excitement about it. It's like, okay, this is not too bad. Some of it didn't make sense. Still salty that Disney got rid of all the other stuff and threw it into Legends and replaced it with a new canon that doesn't make sense. <laughs> me but uh you know just for the the quality of it the cgi is pretty nice okay we're on six okay i put revenge of the sith you oh okay i see i finally got to it (laughs) i mean it's still again i'm sort of eh, about the the prequels i think they got that prequel dialogue is really annoying and like yeah just sort of I, I slowly like it more because I like some of the stuff in it more ironically now. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's by far the best. And I agree with you. The opening is really great. No one's done that good of like an opening in like CGI scale and everything. All right. Uh, okay. After that, I have the Phantom Menace. Good old Darth Maul. I'm going to pretend that Darth Maul is the only thing that happened in this movie and that there was literally nothing else. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, where am I? Wait, where? We're seven? We're at seven. Okay, there I put Force Awakens. Okay. I think after Force, Force Awakens is the last one I particularly enjoy to a great degree. You okay, know? that's fair. Af- after that, it's sort of like I 
yeah about, <laughs> about it everything and i still think force awakens like i like it less but it had enough good stuff in it so mm. there we go uh i'm gonna go with rise of skywalker next um <laughs> simply because i think it's better than the last two on my list that's that's all i have to put it's um you know it i didn't particularly love it but i did like it a little bit more than the other other ones so okay i put solo a star wars story okay uh, i think they kind of butchered han solo's beginning but i really liked young galando so it gets up oh, yeah. just because of that <laughs> i think he was cool they should have made a lando definitely yeah definitely because he was perfectly cast and he played it perfectly but everything else and i like the train part on it the train port was cool, but everything else was like, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I have Solo next, actually. Um, honestly, what you had mentioned about Solo was also my my take on it. And I liked it better than Last Jedi. So Actually, Solo's the only one I've only watched. No, Solo and Rise of Skywalker are the only ones I've watched once. So I may need to rewatch Solo because I'm not totally sure. Maybe it's better on a rewatch. I don't know. Maybe. I can't imagine Rise of Sky. Actually, Sky- Why Skywalker I did watch twice. It was terrible both times. <laughs> okay, yeah. So next is Rise of Skywalker for me. I've already okay. explained it. It's right. a terrible way to end that. Mm-hmm. Whatever was good about Force Awakens Last Jedi screwed it up. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. And mine is uh, Last Jedi. So, here we go. We've you didn't gone like through. that? Uh, it was not really anything special. And there were, I feel like there were a lot more in that one that didn't make sense than the other ones. Okay. Okay. I still don't get, but okay. Again, I I think it's really uneven. What? I have one question. I think it's really on. Yeah. Did you see the Star Wars Clone Wars movie? Oh, I did. That would be like, (laughs) that would be like second to last. (laughs) I still think Attack of the Clones. I still think Attack of the Clones is worse than that. (laughs) <laughs> actually you know what attack clones is over because i can laugh about the memes that are in attack clones mm, so okay got it again even the prequel the ones i don't like which were phantom menace and attack of clones i could still enjoy watching just by how bad i think they are <laughs> is that the and that's the magic of star wars speaking of magic oh yes star wars land disneyland opened last year magic trenton did you go no, I did not. Neither did I, because I don't have four hundred dollars or whatever. To spend. Yeah, we're kind of busy paying that uh college tuition. But if DePaul wants to send us over there on a, I don't know, Radio DePaul sports visit to Star Wars Land, and we can cover some stuff, you know, not gonna mind it. I mean, if there was really something we could have get sent on, it would have been like some sort of sporting event. Like, if only we could get sent to the Olympics, but that's not gonna <laughs> happen now. So. Please, please sponsor us, Radio DePaul Sports, please. <laughs> well, Chicago almost got the 2020 Olympics. They were the U.S. choice, and then they dropped out. So, you know, it would have actually worked out. It would have not worked out. But maybe in the alternate universe where Chicago got the Olympics, coronavirus didn't happen. True. Coronavirus didn't happen. Chicago got the Olympics, and Chicago also ended up in further crippling debt than it already is in. But yes. Yep. That's how the Olympics works. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, it's fun. I have like a t- 1984 Los Angeles Olympic pin somewhere. Very nice. That one of my parents went. I think my mom went. What's funny is my dad lived in Los Angeles in 1984. My mom lived in Northern California. My dad did not go to any Olympic event in 1984. But my mom did because <laughs> my dad's parents were cheaper. interesting okay so yeah so star wars land it's expensive we're not getting in so trenton yes jacob there are many star wars games but have you played the greatest one of them all star wars connect i thought you were gonna say knights of the old republic no star wars connect oh well i have not played star wars connect oh buckle in your seats while i tell you okay so if you don't know Xbox Connect was Xbox's late attempt at copying the success of the Wii by it made a system that was totally motion controlled. And it was really fun for the short time, but not enough game developers made games for it 
and it didn't end up making enough money where they kept it going. So now there's no more new Kinect sensors for the new Xbox systems, which is sad because I had fun. But the most fun game on it was Star Wars Connect. Because not only was there an option for a mini player game where you could fight with a lightsaber and an option where you could be a Rancor. Was it Rancor? Was the giant monster in the Yep. Job the Huts? Yeah, basement. I not I know I could call it dungeon, but I have to call it basement. It's not it's <laughs> not Jabba, No, it's not Jabba's basement. It's Jabba's bottom floor office. Okay. That's where he does his extra work. Mm-hmm. When he's deleting files or something. <laughs> there we go. Or deleting yeah. people. <laughs> there was an option where you could destroy a city as that. But best of all, they were trying to copy the success of Just Dance. So they had a music mode where you could dance around. And they didn't do like just Star Wars music or regular music. They did popular songs and they changed it into Star Wars lyrics. And the best one was by far, it was one I'm called, I'm Han Solo. And I don't know what the regular song was, but it was just perfect. But anyway, to the actual topic today, we mentioned all the Star Wars topics in the dumb intro. And we're actually talking about Star Trek. Yes, Star Trek sports. (laughs) I actually really like Star Trek, but I just don't have the time to watch like the other tv shows so yeah i like how they know they're cheesy and they just go with it so yeah that's what i like about them it was just that time you know oh yeah did you ever see the one where they time travel back to 1986 no but i feel like i read it's voyage home yeah it's it's really funny because they made that one like a straight comedy and then it's just like it's spock beating up people in the (laughs) modern times (laughs) And that the whole plot is they gotta save a whale. <laughs> they were like time they gotta take a whale from modern time, modern day San Francisco and bring it into the future. Because an alien probe was coming to destroy Earth and would only stop if they had a whale to talk to it. What? This is a plot of a movie that was a major blockbuster in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> What a better time to be alive. (laughs) Okay, but the actual, we're talking about uh, Star Wars today on May 4th, Star Wars Day. Uh, So we're looking at Universe of Star Wars, and we're going to look at a number of activities from Star Wars to determine if they could be sports. Uh, Now, you probably have heard of these, which would go against our topic for sports you've never heard of. So we're just going to briefly discuss the actual games and sport or possible sports in the movies. But then we're going to discuss the real life inspired Star Wars sports in real life. Okay, Trenton. Yes. So we, I picked out, we didn't do it. You didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. He does a lot. It's okay. Uh, Jake, Jacob is clearly Han Solo here. Oh, you're just Chewbacca. You should just make the noise going. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. I used to be able when I was really tired, if I yawned, I could make the sound. But now I can't do it. Stupid puberty. Okay. So uh, I only picked out four major ones. So don't come after me if there's some like minor store sports in one extended universe novel that I didn't include in this. But we're going to talk about four major ones they definitely mentioned. And the first one, now this is pod racing because we're talking about pod racing. (laughs) Did you just want to slip that in there? I had to say, now this is pod racing. Ah, I see. Let's try spinning. That's a good trick. Okay. (laughs) That was not a good quote. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Trenton, what movie was this in? Of the Star Wars movies. This was in The Phantom Menace. Um, and this is where a young Anakin Skywalker has to win his way out of slavery and off his home planet by winning a pod race. And generally in the Star Wars universe, pod racing was this very dangerous, uh, very high-intensity sport 
basically it's like formula one but like speed times 100 and humans supposedly are not supposed to be able to have the reflexes quick enough but anakin does because yeah. he's a force sensitive child yeah they they in that movie they hint that like he's basically like a biblical kid where his dad is like god or something but there's no god in star wars so i don't understand what that means but we don't know i think it was something they were planning on bringing up later who it really was but they never did they we won't know until they did expand on it in the the expanded universe like novel all right wasn't there some like expanded universe comic where it was like it was palpatine did magic powers yeah it was either palpatine or it was his master who were trying to like create life out of nothing something like that okay see yeah that one i don't fault that one was like that's connecting Palpatine too much to it. I get if it's Master, if it's Palpatine. So, yeah. But back to it. Uh, yeah, so pod racing, you know, it's like ultra-fast Formula One. They're on ships that are sort of they're hovering above the ground, not really flying high in the air, just above it, but they're going at ultra-fast speeds. Uh, they do multiple laps, right? I think it's three laps, if I'm not wrong. Uh, I'm not entirely sure pretty sure it depends on the the planet and the race okay so yeah uh oh so it is we do know it's played on oh i guess i did know it was on different planets but it's also just heavily based illegal on <laughs> well not on tatooine nothing's illegal on tatooine really that's also but, true <laughs> uh so basically that's what we talk about controversy in this it's a very should be very illegal it's like this extreme form of street racing they let children participate in this very dangerous game. People die all the time in accidents. Cheating seems to be totally allowed. They have like no problem with cheating. You won't get disqualified. Because who's the dude who walks on his hands? Oh, Dabula? Uh, Something Dabula, like that. okay. We just knew he was the bad guy based on how we talked. But <laughs> he like threw the thing in Anakin's engine, and we know that no one killed. And then he did a lot of stuff. No one killed. Cheating is allowed. Also, the sand people, the Tuscan Raiders, are just shooting, shooting at the them. So they're trying to kill them too. So there's that danger too. And then again, it's on Tatooine, at least this version. So it profits the oppressive hut regime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if this is a real sport, can you support this? Would you go out and be one of those people in the stands? No. This is terrible. Wouldn't be like, oh, get my blue milk going, woo! <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, I've been to NASCAR, so I don't think this could be too much better. I didn't like NASCAR, so I wouldn't like this. If anything, I would like the cheating part, because that would make it more fun. This? But yeah. I feel like but this is like a, a cross between um, NASCAR and roller derby. Because <laughs> like... Yeah, it, it's it's racing. I said Formula One because yeah, it's an. I said Formula One because NASCAR is while they do do some unique tracks, they're usually fairly limited tracks. While Nat, while Formula One has much more unique tracks, they will do. Okay. So, yeah, that's why I said Formula One over NASCAR. Gotcha. But yeah, both. You know, um. But yeah, so basically, is this a sport? Like, if this was real, obviously. Would it be a sport? And I would put it in the same place you would put NASCAR Formula One. It's an auto sport, but I wouldn't compare Anakin Skywalker to Michael Jordan. Though I kind of think Anakin Skywalker would be good at basketball because he got the force, so he could just guide the basketball in. That's true. But yeah, I wouldn't compare it. And I would not play it. I would not <laughs> want to be one of those people. No. Okay. Uh, next sport. What is our next sport, Trenton? Our next sport is the Jarek, which is basically the hologram chess game that you see C-3PO playing Chewbacca in, um, in which Chewbacca is... A new hope. Yes. Chewbacca is very unhappy with losing. <laughs> yep. You gotta let the Wookiee win. Always let the Wookiee win. So yes, this game was featured in New Hope. You can also see it briefly in Force Awakens. 
and Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, so we don't really know what this game is. There's some extended universe explanations on what it really is, but... I got you. You want... Oh, you know exactly what it is? Yes. Uh, basically, it's chess. It is literally chess because each piece or character has a specific movement range, but they also have, like, attacking stats and health bars. So, like... Okay. If they move within range of another piece and then they attack that other piece, then, you know, the health bar of the other piece has the attack stat subtracted from it. So it's kind of like a more advanced version of chess in a way, but it is basically still chess. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously, because they sort of, they hold, they animate it. So when they do attack them, they like pick them up and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like, have you ever played one of those chess games online where it has like those kind of animations, like if you attack? Well, I was going to compare it to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. There's literally a scene where there's chess that does that. No, <laughs> that works too. But uh, what would be the controversy in this one? Not really anything. I put supports alien abuse just as sort of a joke because... There are people who argue, argue you shouldn't play Pokemon because people try catching animals and having them fight in real life. Actually? So if you go by that lot, yeah, PETA put out a video. Don't play Pokemon for that reason. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so if there's a PETA in the Star Wars universe, they I don't think they would like this. So yeah, okay. Uh, so is this a sport... Um, I mean, we never really got into if chess is a sport. Yeah, that's uh, it's a skill game. It's a skill game, and there's tournaments, and there's like clear you are the best chess player stuff sort of things, statistics. So I would put in competition like that. Okay, yeah, I'd agree. Makes but sense. it's like a highly yeah highly class like uh, clarified competition where you know exact statistics and stuff because it's probably like. In the Star Wars universe, there are tournaments like this. So I'd put it as that. It's not really a sport, but it is a competition. Would I play it? Yeah, that looks fun. I wish I had one of those in real life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, for next game, we have Sabak, which Sabak is the chord game that, if in Empire Strikes Back, is briefly mentioned that. Lando Cal Calrissian lost the Millennium Falcon to Han Solo in a in some sort of chord game or something. And then in the extended universe and later Solo, a Star Wars story, they did explain this game was Sabacc, and they did show the little scene where Han Solo wins. Um, Sabacc is fairly uncomplicated. Like, you would need, they would, like, if you wanted to play at home, you would need to get specialty chords. You couldn't do a normal deck of chords. But it's pretty close to, like, poker and other gambling games. They purposely didn't make it that complicated. Yeah. Um, the goal of the game is basically you want your your final hand or you want your final points to be as close to 23 or negative 23 as possible. Or if you land right on it, then, you know, you're pretty much perfect. And it's kind of hard to be beaten by anybody else when you have a perfect score. Yeah, so it's very similar to how, like, you know, in poker, while it is that high score, pretty much, you want a, you know, a flush, royal flush, or you want, like, four in a row, like a straight. But it's pretty dang, pretty dang similar in that it's just a simple rule calculation. So controversy... As we've seen the movies, it seems pretty easy to cheat at it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's the gambling part of the Star Wars universe with all these smugglers and rogues. I mean, yeah, I would play it. But again, I don't think I wouldn't call it poker a sport. And I would put poker, like if we were talking about real life, I would put poker below chess in sort of skill level because it's still so much luck. So yeah. I wouldn't even put the same like competition level that poker so i'd put same with this i would put sabak uh where poker would be in real life and would i play it yeah i would but not like in a schemey backroom casino where i could get shot 
(laughs) Yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay. Uh, The final major sport. uh, I had a couple options for sports. I just finished out with one. Uh, I put Father Year Racing. So Father Year Racing. Those are those weird creatures we only briefly saw in um, Last Jedi when they were on that casino planet. That subplot. Who cared? (laughs) But but, uh, it was really just some sort of like, oh, let's build sympathy for this alien and the rich people holding the alien. But it was really just a clear like allegory for just normal horse racing and sports where they can sometimes abuse the animals. And it didn't seem like it was at all more advanced than normal horse racing. So I think we can just put this where we put horse racing, which would be, yeah, it's a sport, not much more to it. Yeah. And would we play it? Well, I wouldn't abuse a father year or a horse, but yeah, if you could do it in a kind and humane way, then go ahead. Okay. So now we have established all of these made up. Again, there's a lot more like just in the last season of Mandalorian, they had like that fighting one with like the, Pigmen, the uh, Gamorians, Gamorian guards. Gamorians, okay, okay, yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, there was a, there was like a boxing match with them, though they had axes. So it was a lot of sports in Star Wars, but we just did four big ones. But let's get to real life, and back to the question, Trenton, or let's begin this, Trenton. Trenton, do you want to be a Jedi? I do. You do want to be a Jedi? Well. Before I burst your bubble that you really can't be a Jedi like you see in the movies. You can be a Jedi in two different ways. Don't cry. Don't cry. (laughs) There are two ways you could become a real-life Jedi. One is join the religion of Jediism, or you can play the sport of Ludo sport. But first, Jediism is a religion that started out as a prank. So... Before the 2001 census, someone in the UK figured out that if at least 10,000 people declare a religion, declare that this thing is a religion in the UK, it has to be an official religion. So he encouraged people by email to say they belong to the religion Jedi and they will follow Jediism. He only needed 10,000 people. He in the end he got three hundred and ninety thousand people to say the religion was Jediism, which is something like I don't know, like one percent, less than one percent, but a good amount of the UK population. That's fantastic. That would, I mean, yeah, that would be like a third of Chicago saying they're Jedi's. <laughs> but so it started out as a prank, but some people even before this did take it seriously. Now, obviously, George Lucas, when he created Star Wars, when he came up with the idea of the Force and the Jedi Temple and all that religion, he based it off real religion. So he based it off Eastern philosophies like Buddhism, Taoism, Kabbalah. And then he also was very influenced by the samurai and the night medieval codes of chivalry and stuff like that. So it wasn't like this was completely made up. Everything about Jediism was built in reality in like a real form of religion that existed but it was just put through this pop culture lens so they're all actual people who follow it a major one is the force academy is an online community where they offer educational courses on what jediism really is Uh, it's important to note that basically among followers of jediism no one really believes that like the force is real or real in the sense that you can control stuff with your mind. They pretty much believe it as there was the universe universe, and it's, they use it as a metaphor for it. There's always this thing that's con- connecting all of us. Well, at least that's how most people, there are some people who believe the force caused the big bang and the force causes miracles, but I'm not going to get into that because this isn't really a religion show. Uh, they, so they don't have to follow strict red rituals like they do in the movies. You can eat whatever you want. You don't have to follow any clothing. You don't have to follow any sort of uh, 
religious surface or anything, because it's usually thought of more as a philosophy and not a religion. There are people who are a mainstream religion and they're Jedi. They just follow both. Uh, the only focus is on resisting negative emotions and promoting peace. So that's one path you can take. Becoming a Jedi. I wonder if you can become a Sith. Is there like organized Sith religion? Ooh, that would be fun. <laughs> Jacob and Trenton become Siths. <laughs> That would be fun. But anyway, yeah, back to it. Uh, so that's one way you could become a Jedi, but we're not focused on that. We're going to focus on Ludo Sport, which is the international network of sporting lightsaber combat. So it's basically as it sounds. It is how old it's basically uh, it started in 2006 in Italy, I think Milan, Italy. And it was, some people came up with, we want to have actual Star Wars lightsaber battles. They couldn't call it lightsaber for legal reasons. They couldn't call it Star Wars or anything like that. On the website, they do reference lightsaber, but they don't reference Star Wars. And there was a warning not affiliated with Lucasfilm, Walt Disney Incorporated. But it's basically as official as you could get in lightsaber battles. So Trenton... You researched this. First, before we get into the different styles and stuff of this, you found what is the official combat saber. Yeah. So what is it? The official combat saber is apparently the Polaris SSE-1, which is made in Italy. And what is special about this is that the speaker position is inverted. There's the soundboard for the lightsaber in the middle so that the pommel of the lightsaber's handle can have metal weights and this will balance out the blade. Uh, The handle or the hilt itself has a micro USB so you can charge it and that provides both the light and the sound as well. The blades are made of flexible polycarbonate so that you can smack other lightsabers and other duelists without breaking them. And what is interesting here is that When you begin your training, you start with a blue blade, and then eventually you get to choose your own color depending on the path that you want to take. And we found costs for these. And for the lightsaber hilt, it is about $361. And for the blade, it's about $26. Yeah, so if you actually want to get into lightsaber battles, you have to invest a lot. I did look up if you store it, doing classes with one of the organized groups they just provide them with you so you don't pay all this money and then figure out i don't like it you know um so yeah you mentioned you begin with blue this sounds like almost like a martial arts thing where there are stages and that is true uh so they do have uniforms to show rank qualification title uh similar to martial arts but also similarly So basically, they will train you a particular fighting style based on what level you are at. So there are nine that they officially consider fighting styles. I did look up. So again, they're their own thing. They did some, they have somewhat emerged away from Star Wars in that they have their own jargon rules, stuff like that. So if you look up fighting style Star Wars, you will find different ones than this. They just have nine. They just call them form one through nine. Basically, based on your level, you do not have to stick at like, you don't have to just, once you get to nine, you only find nine. Most people find the style they like most after getting through all of them and sort of play with that or they combine with different ones and blend it all together. Or depending on your situation in the combat, you will pick a different one. But basically, the nine styles are Form 1, Balanced and Safe. Form 2, Darting and Explosive. Form 3, Fluid and Deceptive. Form 4, Acrobatic and Unpredictable. Form 5, Quick and Powerful. Form 6, Sophisticated and Insidious. Form 7, Impetuous and Dominating. Form 8, Agile and Pressing, and Form 9, Aggressive and Swirling. 
So I don't know about you, Trenton, but when I'm thinking about how I used to like fight when I did lightsaber battles with my little toy, I think I was, I got to form three where I would do fluid and deceptive because I would sort of just sort of swing it around slowly and just try to trick him where I was going to hit him. <laughs> so I actually do think like I definitively did it that kind. I see. But then again, I used to cheap, you know, buy at Target kinds. If you look at them now, they're not the perfect color because I've hit them so much. They have like white marks from smacking on stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess something that we should also mention regarding Ludo Sport is that, you know, when you're when you're looking at videos of them practicing this against each other, it does not look like lightsaber combat as you would see it in the movies, just because it's not meant to be choreographed. Like they they look yeah. at it more like an actual sword fighting style, which is less of clashing lightsabers back and forth against each other and more of like, you know, just trying to end the fight as quickly as possible and just trying to touch their opponent. Well, yeah, it's similar to if you see fencing. Fencing came out of like European sword fighting. If you actually saw a sword fight, it wouldn't look like fencing. It would be all crazily. So there's partially that life and death, but also I think it's partially that they kind of realize how you fight in the Star Wars movies doesn't actually translate to real life how we would choose to fight with these sort of things. Right. Basically. And, like, yeah, uh, I couldn't find too much what was the exact sword fighting they built out of it because they clearly went somewhat... This still is a little bit like this does look like a Star Wars fight, but they clearly went away from it a good amount. I couldn't figure out if it was... It seems very fencing-like, and sometimes it feels more samurai-like, which is closer to what Star Wars is, so... I'm not, I couldn't figure out what was the exact sword fighting style they based it off. Um, I guess something else of note is that protection is important in this because, of course, you are. Protection is always important. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, of course, you're getting smacked by polycarbonate poles. um, And, of course, there's not really any hand guards on the lightsabers like some swords would have uh so they do highly recommend wearing gloves that have at least some kind of protection for your hands knuckles fingers but they do say they do not allow gloves that have solid knuckle guards so you're not gonna be you know punching somebody with a a glove that has like a a plastic plastic knuckle guard or something Okay, I thought you meant like they still want you to have some pain on accident, but not no. total pain. No, they just don't want you to punch somebody. <laughs> um, for males in particular, they did say that a jock strap is required for probably reasons that you can guess. And for females, they do allow chest protection. So other than that, they also heavily recommend safety glasses and masks because you're likely going to get smacked in the face. Smacked in the face by Corona mask. Boom. <laughs> but yeah, um, so, oh, before we get off this, um, so if you are interested, uh, Ludo Sport, it is just practice, you know, people like meet up at a gym. But there's an official academy locations close to Chicago. There's one in St. Louis and there's one in Kalamazoo. It's kind of weird because if you look on the website, it was not like, oh, every, all these major cities have them. It just seemed like an assortment of someone lived there who wanted to start one and they did. And people followed in. Like there was one in a small town in, in North Dakota and it could totally support itself as an institution because enough people in North Dakota were like, yeah, I'll be a Jedi. And then that's how it worked. And they do have international competitions each year. I didn't get statistics for that because I couldn't find them. But yeah, uh, so um, is this a sport? I would say yes, I think. Just because it's like, and like fencing, kind of like martial arts. It's somewhere like almost exactly in between martial arts and fencing. So yeah, I would say, yeah, it's a sport. I would put an asterisk that's not very 
organized yet, but that's just because it's pretty new. It's 2006, but, and then of course, would you play it? I think I would. You would? Okay. I would. And I'm going to be that, you know, form three. I'm going to just sneak my way in there, being all fluid and deceptive. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. So now you know if you want to be a Jedi, there are two options. I wonder if anyone does both. I couldn't find if anyone does both. They, they probably do allow you to, I'm sure. Probably do. I'm sure there's at least, there's got to be at least a couple of people in like the United States who are just so in the Star Wars, they do all of it, you know? It's Ludo sport, the Jedi religion. They're playing Sabacc with their friends. It's just everything. So yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars things out for you there. But that is all we're going to talk about today on Star Wars. Or at least, well, I'm going to go watch Empire Strikes Back. So, <laughs> Which is the best Star Wars movie. I don't care. I'm going to fight you, Trent. With a lightsaber? Yeah, I'm going to be all fluid and deceptive. <laughs> Actually, you know what? For this, I'm going to be aggressive and swirling. Okay, I see. Aggressive and swirling is not how I describe my lightsaber battle like strategy it would it'd be described how to describe my frozen yogurt pouring strategy aggressive <laughs> and swirling <laughs> give me those chocolate vanilla swirl Woo! i always love the chocolate vanilla swirl you got both but okay so next week we'll be covering insert sport haha that's editing work for you you've been listening to sports you've never heard of I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. We're here on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. This is the way. <laughs>